say, listen, I know Halloween's on its way, but you've got some balls coming through Baba Yoga's chicken-legged hut. But anyway. Hello and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. My name's Jordan Foster as always, and this is After Hours. Right, so we've got a full house again today. So we've got Jacob, Jack, myself and Charlie, one of our good mates. And we're just chatting ball again, as we always do. It's a little bit more structured ball, though, this time. So we actually do have separate segments, like uh, historical stories and some interesting facts about the natural world, as well as um, like some a bit of news coverage as well from what's been going on. Um, but yeah, aside from that, thank you guys so much for your continued support, and we will jump straight into it. Hello and welcome to the Cicada Lounge podcast. My name's Jordan Foster as always and joining me today is Jack Sutton, Hello. Jacob Welsh Bonjour. and Charlie Gregory. Hello. Thank you all for coming and this is After Hours. So we actually have a little bit of structure this week. Mm. So we're going to go through a few bits and pieces. We've got a couple of stories lined up, maybe a couple of facts about the natural world. Um, but yeah, how have we all been anyway? We all good? We had a good week? Yeah, yeah. chilling. It's been yeah. all right. You're recovering. Life is good. Recovering from some kind of fatal illness. Yeah, do I, was, I have to yeah. answer? <laughs> That's up to you. But I you are on like an audio medium, my friend. Circle jerk of, and what's your favourite colour? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just hate that sort of format. It's so just small talk. Well, how long have you been doing? We've been having job? some. We've been having some crazy weather recently. Mm, we? we have. Oh, yeah. um, the weather's been a dashing of existential crisis. Yeah, um, always. But you are verbally contractually obliged to answer that fucking question. So I want to how speak to my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no Let's get him in. Get him in. <laughs> Fine, I'll play. Go. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Mm. Good. So, in our new structured <laughs> format, yeah. is Jacob Welsh with uh, some news from the natural world. Hello, and welcome to Natural World News Night. <laughs> that was so creamy. <laughs> the hairs on the back of my yeah. neck stood up. Yeah, that's something, that's something creamy for. hairs. Mm. A little bit of a like, AS, ASMR. That was like audio. Mm. Audio Lind Lindor. Mm. Lindor. Oh, Lindordio. Yeah. Lindordio. Nice. Mm. I like it. Nice. Mm. Okay, so we're going to start with a bit of natural world news. Um, mm. Apparently, a new fossil has been found in Australia, cool. which could be the world's largest bird species to have ever walked the earth. Sick. Ooh. And I can't stress this enough. It's fucking huge. Cool. <laughs> On a scale of... One. <laughs> That's two. a good place to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what's one? What, what is one? One's like what would you, a, How would you categorise a bird at one? A tardigrade. A, a tardigrade? Maybe a quail. Yeah. That might okay. be a bit more... Or yeah, a sparrow. Like a Maybe a, a sparrow. Or yeah. Some well, oh, oh, yeah, but... These, you, these are its feet next to a human Audio medium. So how big are those feet? Those feet are large. So the foot from the back of the... I guess on a bird... What would you call it? The back yeah. knee. The, I'd call it the back, the back knee. knee. The back yeah. knee. Where it goes up to the first knee. Yeah. It's got three huge Similar toes. To my legs. That's it. Is there probably the length of a average human leg, unless the lady is extremely small? So its shin is as long as a human leg, kind of thing. Yeah, the pretty shin. much. It, uh, the shin to the to maybe the first knuckle of the toe. Yeah. Is probably about as long as it's a, a, a five leg. foot eight person's leg. Bam. So it's probably the size of a bus then. 
bus. A Maybe. A bus, Maybe. Like an actual London bus. I so mean, this is the actual bus. Anyone, uh, we will be releasing <laughs> subtitles for this episode. Uh, Charlie is trying to say it's a bus. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> a bus. It's, it's a bus. It's because I'm from Oxfordshire. Wow. Look oh, at them lifting yes, this. I'm sorry that this is an audio medium, but... <laughs> what is that? Your phone's vibrating, whoever that is. Not me. Oh, no, that's, no, it's, that's it's not Sorry, I'm it's a fucking laptop. stopping it now. Uh, I didn't have it on mute. My bad. Um, mm. <laughs> Professional. I can't fucking full screen this video. Jesus Christ. There's a lot to cut out in the first 10 minutes. This here, is isn't all it? falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, talking I of couldn't just work like out like a 1 to 10 scale. That's um, it. Yeah. <laughs> talking of like natural world goings on at the moment. Have yeah. you seen the massive hurricane that's going on in Ian. America? Yeah, big old Ian. Big Ian. Big Ian. No. What's this? Cock. Obviously, Florida right. and surrounding yeah, yeah. areas are getting caned by this ginormous hurricane, and the floods look insane. Yeah, it's really? a bit, it's, it's monstrous. That's isn't it? awful. There's a guy that obviously, well, I say obviously, no one on here actually knows me, but I'm I'm quite big into my cars. Yeah, and yeah. I've been seeing a lot of people that are opening their garages and their Honda Civics, for example. The yeah. water is coming up pretty much to the top of the door, as in where the where the window is. Wow, fuck. Yeah, that's pretty. And mad. that's in their garage, and they're just sat there like. Oh, tens of thousands of pounds into this and everything has just gone out of the way. At what sake. point in renovating a Civic would you go, this is too much? <laughs> <laughs> because tens of thousands of pounds is about 10,000 pounds more than I'd put into a Civic. That's true. Mm. Do you See, think that that's at the top of the priorities? For, yeah. What of this podcast? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Completely These, off topic. Yeah. But yeah, in, in, in like the car world you get these old Civics, EK Civics, everyone loves them. They're, they're really cool. They're like early 2000s, early, like late 90, 1990s. Mm. And everyone puts cool engines in them, smooths the bay, goes mad with the interior, like strips it all out, mm. puts really nice bucket seats in, smooths all the insides to get rid of all the holes and all the little janky edges and stuff. And some people have put big money into their cars. They've spent three, four grand just on wheels. And in one day, Ian has ruined it all. Yeah, in one day, <laughs> big Ian has just come big through, big wiped his cock all over his windscreen and gone, fuck you, mate. Wow. Um, that's a all hurricane with a penis. Yeah, yeah, that's it. What a scary concept. And from a poor fire's yeah. weather condition. That's it. That's, <laughs> all, that's what we strive for. Yeah. Well, as soon as we started naming them, it was only a matter of time. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm. With a name like Ian, you'd imagine he's got a big dick. Could you fucking not? <laughs> <laughs> Could you not? Just for, just for clarity, Jack's dad's called Ian. <laughs> and he is huge. I imagine he's strong. He's a big dude. <laughs> Both in height and length. That's it. And oh, so yeah. that, that's now no, 15 really. minutes of unusable material. This <laughs> <laughs> is the world's largest dinosaur species. But it's not, though, is it? It's still interesting, though. It's got the bronchosaurus, I mean, this, this, it was called. This one here. The bronchosaurus? Is that what it was called? <laughs> that was a chest infection. <laughs> oh, wow, nice. Bronchitis What's, what's the massive, yeah. what's the massive Brachiosaurus. dinosaur? Brachiosaurus. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, bigger Ford ones than Bronco. that. That's where I was going. Yeah. Ford Bronco. Ford Bronco. Ford Bronco. It's big. Not a car podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Again. You're in the wrong room, mate. Yeah. I am. I'm not. <laughs> I can relate what, anything what, back to uh, the autophilia room is next door, actually. <laughs> <laughs> What's autophilia again? Uh, sexy, sexy cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, room, room. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what is this bird? At least 10 right. listeners just came. It's <laughs> 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 oh, finest. This week in Natural World News. 
Uh, a new fossil has been found in Australia, which could be the world's largest bee- bird species to have ever walked the bee earth. Species. Bee species? <laughs> <laughs> Fossilised <laughs> bees. Giant bees. Is it big as a bus? Uh, it was believed to have had a body size towering three metres, ten feet, and a weight of up to half a ton. How that, does that fly? It might I'm, be a land bird. Yeah, probably. it's probably more like an ostrich and a, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And a pterodactyl. Yeah, um, loads of. Is a bird still a bird if it can't fly though? Yeah, yeah. a bird is a what bird. Do you think a penguin is? <laughs> it's a fucking, <laughs> fucking penguin, isn't it? It's, it's not really a bird. There's, a there's literally bird. there's literally a whole area of birds called flightless birds. Why are they birds still then? Because they've got feathers yeah. and they lay eggs. They've the had classified. an evolutionary evolutionary advantage to becoming flightless. Yeah, but once you're grounded. You lose your title. Nah. Nah, nah. If you lay an egg and you self-incubate that externally and you have feathers, you're a bird. Right, watch me. He's a bird boy. He's a bird boy. He's a bird boy. Well, you have your khaki bird legs. (laughs) (laughs) I know, he's right, yeah. Fine. Big bird. Um, So why aren't lizards birds then? Because they lay eggs. Because they've got feathers. And they're cold-blooded. They don't meet the requirements. Yeah. Who made you... King of birds. <laughs> me, me just now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, King of Birds. Yeah, that's yeah. a good title. I actually yeah. like that. Yeah. That's King I'll of Birds. That. Another yeah. band name. There we good. go. King of Birds. Mm. Yeah, yeah right. Mm. We could look with a lot of this. There is Band of Crows, though. Um, band right. Crows, so, yeah. just to just to name drop, it's called the Dramornis Stratoni. Hang on, let's start on. again. Dramornis Stratoni. And cool. it's called the Sturton's Thunderbird, right? It's got a... Um, why do I imagine that he had a New York gangster accent? Just like, hey, I'm Tony. Hey, young hey, guy, I'm half a ton. I'm a big dude. You know, I'm just trying to get my pizza and get home. I just thought of like um, ACDC, what? obviously because of Thunderstruck. I yeah. thought it was just going to come in like... Ah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, it probably sounds about right for a dinosaur. What? Yeah, no, why so, does all of your American accents sound like Christopher Walken? Uh, no, because he's <laughs> the only American as well. I really wish I could do a good Christopher. Yeah. No one can do it. No. I've heard some people try and they've done a good effort. I've never yeah. heard anyone nail Christopher Walken. That Arthur Pro Millipede was Christopher Walken. Yeah. Now this thing is. Wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that it's that Italian New York. Yeah, that's yeah. Thing. I've also yeah. realised I haven't been leaning away from the mic to sip my mushroom coffee that you know, we're all drinking I'm today. Tasting the mushroom. It's not coffee, it's actually like a hot chocolate it's more than it is a coffee. coffee. It's quite um, nice yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. What What's is the it, brand? Jacob? Sorry, I was just taking a sip. Um, it's by a company called Space Goods. Um, really? This isn't a sponsored spot. Sponsor us! Space Goods. For space all goods. your mushroomy needs. Mm. But it's not that sort of space. You're not going to be like spaced out and stuff by it. No, 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 no. It's more... It's got lines made in it. It's got yeah. cordyceps. So. Yeah, just a bunch of good mushrooms, That's you know. It. The good, good fungal. Yeah. Fungi. I can already Fungi. feel the mycelium contacting me. Good. Because <laughs> cordyceps fungus does that and it hijacks your neural pathways and turns you into a zombie. I'm start talking like to it, trees. Like it does with all insects. I want to cover mycelium in some good depth in a future mm. episode, please. Mm. We can do that. Really interesting. Mm. Incredibly um, interesting. Have you seen all those fucking videos where they literally mm. plug in jacks into mushrooms and listen to the sounds that they make? No, Not that's, that's cool, Literally, though. yeah. I want to do that. If you Let, just type it into YouTube, there's hundreds of videos of where they literally put um, electro um, receptors onto, onto mushrooms wow. and listen to the electrical pathways as mm. it goes from one input to the output. And it makes it makes these all kinds of crazy noises as it's communicating with mycelium mm-hmm. through the ground, going. Wow. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
That's interesting. That's mushroom sound. <laughs> mushroom music. That's mushroom music for you. Mushroom music, mushroom music, for you. <laughs> Mush- mushroom music is definitely a mighty boosh. Mighty boosh episode. Too fucking <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling the silly bus for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, sponsor us the fucking mushroom chocolate shit. <laughs> <laughs> the mushroom chocolate What's shit. Buy some now. <laughs> That's actually on the bucket. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the product's called. It's labelled mushroom chocolate shit. It's nice. <laughs> that is a bad name as well. Right. Chocolate mushroom shit. Chocolate mushroom shit. <laughs> anyway, big fucking bird. Yeah, go. the big bird. Okay, right. Cool thing about it. I didn't realise Sesame Street had been going that long. <laughs> <laughs> what was oh. it? Hang on, how many million years ago? I think it was six million years ago. Nice. Oh, so it's recent then. Well, uh, I say recent. Oh, no, after going extinct it's eight million years ago. Million years. Why have they only just found one now? <laughs> I don't know. I guess it was chilling. <laughs> just under the ground chilling. That's what you said. It was in Australia. Yeah. It's in the depths the ground. of Australia. I don't know if you know this about how they find dinosaur bones. They're not just like in a house somewhere. What? And someone's like, yo, have you it's seen this bird clearance. I've got? Well, they would say, yo, have they seen this bird? Australian accent, Go. <laughs> You're right, mate. Has anyone uh, <laughs> has anyone seen my bird? It was in the it was in my uh, it was in my loft, and I, I just went to get it out, and it's, it's fucking gone. I seen these signs going off the other day, and had a fucking truck full, but bird's gone, mate. <laughs> good, good, good. That works. Well yep. done. Yeah. Um, the good name. The good name. <laughs> um, That's a good reverend, big bird. Good name, boy. Um, the scientist affectionately named them demon ducks. That's not affectionate. Demon I fucking know about this one. Demon ducks. Shit. I love this. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah. wait, you know. Oh, wait, hang on. Oh. oh. Oh, yeah. So they're said to be relatives of the modern day fowl, such as chickens and ducks. Yeah. Scientists in the past have attempted to measure the true size of the Thunderbird. However, the latest finding could help existing models show the approximate or correct size of the extinct animal. So this isn't the first example of it? No, this is the first time they've found like a full skeleton, I think. Mm. Wow. Uh, massive. <clears throat> yeah. Flightless? Flightless. They're like, they're like they're, I don't think they're classified as oh, terrible. Is this the one with <clears throat> the big claws? Uh, it has big claws. In the, yeah. the latest Jurassic Park. Oh, right. Which was a horror show. Was it? Uh, they not, stamped a dinosaur in the face. What? Yes. I didn't see no it. No need yeah. for that. Really? Yeah. What dinosaur? The big what? one. The big oh, one. The bigger one. With the, the T-Rex. Legs. Big was with it, legs. No, it wasn't the T-Rex. It was T-Rex's <laughs> like angry auntie, wasn't it? <laughs> the T-Rex's auntie. Yeah. That right. was it. Pauline. The yeah. T-Rex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it? Um, um, T-Rex then. This, this isn't the same species, but I just want to show you this because they've also discovered one of the world's largest dinosaur species in general. Yeah. And this is just its legs. This is a warehouse. Right. Lord Whoa. above. And that's that's just up to the hip bone. Beast. And for the for the for the listener, listeners, what how, is that? How tall that's is that? Probably decker bus. Probably yeah. thirty feet yeah. to the top of the well, hip. What is it? What's it called? Uh, this is called the yeah. Ast- Astrolotitan cooperensis. You'll know cool. this, Jordan. Why is Latin still used in the name of wow. species? Well, <clears throat> oh, tradition. I, don't, or? I, I think. I think it's or a mixture. Language. I think it's a mixture of that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think, I think I think the Greeks were the first people to really document science and animals in a real way, weren't they? Yeah. And obviously, we have access to those. So I think we just started on their database, pretty much, isn't it? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's just a really easy way of categorizing these things. Mm. Like, for example, like Carcharodontosaurus, which is a large theropod dinosaur. It looked like a T-Rex pretty much if you if you hadn't seen one before. Tiny arms, big head, mm. lots of teeth. I legs. got tiny arms and a big head. Big legs. <laughs> which is, yeah. Um, Carcharodontosaurus, yeah, it was thick boy. Mm. Carcara means shark. Donta means tooth. And saurus means lizard. Shark tooth lizard lizard is essentially what it translates as. So a lot of dinosaurs are named after the attributes that they have or what they're named after or where they've been found. Incredible. Yeah. So in theory then, someone could break down the name of this ginormous Mm. dinosaur and actually tell us what it actually is. Potentially, yeah. So Australotitan or something. Australotitan. Well, it's Uh, Australian bigot, isn't it? Yeah. Australotitan cooperensis. Cooperensis. So, so is it kind of friendly? Yeah. Yeah. Friendly big Australian. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every Australian I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> Does it have flip flops? Uh, no, no. can't get what, that big anymore. It looks a lot like uh, <laughs> six million years old. The, the Bronchitisosaurus Rex, Ooh, like you said earlier. The big Ford Bronco. That, that's a big dude. That Ooh, is that a big is boy. Massive. He is. He's big. Twenty-seven yeah. meters. That one's as big as Australia. Look. Hence <laughs> <laughs> oh the name. <laughs> so oh, that is not a very good size definition, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> they are. They're big dudes. That's they're pretty cool. Neck. That's very interesting. That so, is. when was this discovered? Uh, so they found the first bones. They found the first bones ten years ago. Right. But the problem they're having is that um, they've uncovered the legs, uh, but they're trying to figure out the rest of the skeleton. But they're, the thing that's holding them up is there's been loads of floods right. that have over over the, over thousands and millions of years that have jumbled the bones up. Well, yeah. even in Australia. Yeah. I'm well, surprised. this this that bird is from when Australia was still attached to Antarctica. Wow, makes really? Sense. Yeah, makes sense. That's sick. Yeah. There's all kinds of crazy things that come out of Australia, isn't there? Yeah. They've, like, got, they've got the craziest shit. Like we were talking about Megalania before. Mm. You two. I don't, you two weren't here. I think that was when we talked to Jack on the phone, right? Yeah, like um, you two weren't here when we were talking about Megalania, which is the big Komodo dragon that we talked about, mm. right? Mm. It's a Komodo dragon that could, if it was on all fours, like a normal Komodo dragon is, looking up, like arching its back so it could see over a hedge or something will be able to look you in the eye at your level. All back, kinds of back crazy Back when we were shorter though, right? So we'd be like five foot. Oh, five potentially foot even four. now. Larger specimens. Specimens. Specimen. Larger specimens. Pish lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they're so big. Everything in Australia is really, really big in the re- recent history anyway. It's crazy. So what? anything else you can tell us on it? It's crazy. Crazy boy. Um... We, we could go back to rats. And that finalises our news section. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. This one's great. Researchers show that petting dogs can help cope with stress and depression. Everyone knows that. I know. Yeah, that's, that's like, normal, that's like general news. knowledge yeah. number one. Yeah, it is. Like, dogs pet make a dog, feel you'll good. feel better. That's it. Yeah. Pet dog, feel good. Wow. Well, ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's very case. It says that on the packet. It does. Yeah. <laughs> That's, this is quite a nice statistic. Just like mushroomy, chocolatey <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Pet dog, good. Mm. Mm. Mushroom, mm. chocolate shit. <laughs> so like Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> that was good. That was really that good. That is really good. I've got a bad feeling about this. You got that timbre in your voice for mm. deep voices. Mm. <laughs> 
According to a 2015 Harris study, 95% of pet owners consider their pet to be a member of the family. Yeah. Fucking yeah, that's not right. Okay, this is sorry. where we're at now. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. So, so, join so, us so, next level. week for when Jacob's done his fucking research. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is story time, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if what we're going to have for the intro for it. Mm. It's oh, so, sounds like, like the lullaby of something. You know, like yeah. the dream sequence. Oh, we need some jingles. Yeah. Well, we could do with some jingles. I'll add some jigging. Jigging. Section James and jingles. Section jigging. I'm jigging with a jingle. I'll add some ambience afterwards. So, this is called The Ghost in the Darkness. Chills. Oh, wow. it's an actual story. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Ooh, cool. That's Ooh, it. I like this. So this is the tale of the Lines of Savo, which is... Sorry, can I just get a shut yeah. the door and turn the lights down low from <laughs> Charlie, please? Okay. They lock them door and turn the lights down low. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, proceed. Okay. So this is the Savo Lions. And I'll go a little bit deeper and a bit closer to the microphone. Oh, this is more ASMR. Oh, I'm ready for bed. So, this, I've got a an article up here, but roughly what happened in the um, late 1800s is that the British Empire was building a new railway through Africa. Um, and it goes over this area called um, Savo and the Savo River. So, they were building this really long railway to interconnect all kinds of different provinces, provinces in Africa. And they were using um, not necessarily indentured workers, but workers on low pay. They Slaves. Ex- exported yeah. them from. Yeah. We were we were good yeah, at building was, railways. Cheap. I'm pretty sure there was. You definitely can build that. whatever you want if you don't <clears throat> yeah. care about human life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. You know, not a good thing. That's something that the the, the, <laughs> that's, the British Empire was great. Patriot here. Yeah. Yeah. True mm. patriot. That's it. Yeah. Mm. This was this is a really long project as well. So building railways is really heavy duty work. And in the middle of Africa, you can expect all kinds of flora and fauna to really be a pain in the neck. Not to mention the crippling heat. That's it, yeah. Mm. So really, really difficult work. All of the workers are obviously not being fed too well. The supplies were pretty short. They were out pretty far away from civilised areas. So they had to set up camp each night. So they they were building this railway towards this river and over the river and over this area altogether. And then suddenly you would hear in the middle of the night a harsh scream from one of the workers inside their tents and then you'd hear the scream being dragged away into the undergrowth in the darkness. Mm. This would happen night after night until whatever this was coming after them was becoming more and more bold. They were attacking during the day as well as the night and they could see from these repeated attacks multiple times a day almost that they were being attacked by two lions two wow. huge male lions. They're called Savo lions, and their manes are actually quite short. You imagine an African lion, right? Mm. Big, bushy yeah. mane. Yeah. They're not actually main hunters out of a pride. But these two, and I'm not sure if they were brothers or not, but these two Savo short, short-maned lions had just a taste for human flesh at this point. Mm. So they were attacking this caravan whilst they were working and whilst they were sleeping quite a lot of the time, and picking them off one by one like velociraptors out of Jurassic Park. Insatiable. Don't go into the long lions, grass. Lions, not birds. Mm. Not birds. Yeah, not lions. Categorized as a bird. <laughs> yeah. That's it. <laughs> you're not. You're not like saying velociraptors are birds here, are you? Because he's just compared them to a velociraptor. So where are you? that that was the point. Velociraptors <laughs> are birds, <laughs> but well, lions aren't. 
What am I yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of something completely. What lions? No velociraptors. Fuck. Wait, no, I'm not wrong. Okay, good. I'm not wrong. I thought yeah. I was wrong. No. Yeah, no. So all all modern birds, um, like their ancestors, are pretty much dinosaurs. Yeah. Anyway, this guy called John Henry Patterson was, um, I think he was like some kind of civil engineer, um, and he was leading this whole expedition slash prod like process of building the railway, and he tried to take it onto himself with with a few other people and experts um, from were locally like local people and from within the empire to try and track down and kill these lions i'd just like to point out this what? story isn't a ghost story it is in fact true it is true mm. yeah but they so, were like ghosts in the night they were yeah they're literally called the ghost in the darkness by the locals mm. <laughs> yeah legendary kind of figures wow. really really horrible don't go down that so, trap door that's it <laughs> <laughs> something down there <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> worth it. Sarvo, anyway, worth it. Yep. Um, Sa sorry, Sarvo or Sarvo? Sarvo. 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 It's got a T. Yeah, so it's S-A-V-O with a T, T at the beginning. Sarvo. Yeah, mm. that's it. So, um, Patterson, anyway, from what I've been reading, led this expedition to try and kill these lions. All kinds of traps were set up. So they... Black holes painted on the ground um, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, also yeah. a backdrop of a scene painted so yeah. when they ran they'd run into on the that. railway yeah, with on the, the railway, railway, railway yeah, yeah, yeah. tunnel yeah, yeah. with yeah. a with a worker waving yeah. Yeah. with yeah. his back turned <laughs> and just, yeah. a, just a machine gun <laughs> pointed through a hole <laughs> right in the middle of the thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they got a box cart so like one of these like essentially like a big transport trailer with all of the sides completely contained except for the back end, which was open. And they'd have sometimes, I think, either live bait, as in people, wow. in these carriages, and um, or just lots and lots of meat. I think it was live people. So imagine you're them, already somewhere you don't yeah. want to be getting underpaid, and let's put you on the meat wagon. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're bait now. Good. Right. So All aboard the meat wagon, boys. <laughs> so am I right in thinking that when these lions come for the bait, they're just going to close the door with the bait still in there? Yeah, that's so it. So these people were human sacrifices at this point. Well, there was a huge... What I was getting to is there's a huge iron um, trellis between where the lion would come in and enter mm. and the back of the cart. And the men inside would have guns as well. Mm. And people outside were waiting for them to walk in with guns. When, when when was this? Did you say 1800s? Yeah, the late 1800s. So they were using yeah. muskets, is what you're saying? Yeah, like flintlock rifles, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Ba think... basic ma magazine rifles. Late 1800s, much, yeah. they probably would have had a Gatling gun <laughs> if they could afford yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the lions had them. No. <laughs> Personally. No. I'm pretty sure the lions were wearing full Kevlar, night vision goggles, helmets. They killed a lot of people, to be fair. Yeah. Splinter selling this That's shit. That's what I'm right. saying. Yeah. <laughs> sneaking, sneaking through the night, ghost walking. Mm. Yeah. So, anyway, one of these lions um, walked into the trap and no one noticed that they were going to go into the trap, but they took the bait anyway. And apparently the roar when it was trapped was so deafening that the bait people inside had to cover their ears and people, like, people were like, literally losing their minds with terror and the people outside couldn't get a good shot. And one of these riflemen shot the release for the cage no, door they didn't. and it, the cage door fell back open again <laughs> and it was loose all over again they had to oh. it 
So the lions started Imagine to being fucking idiot. Yeah. dick. I know. Yeah. It was completely by chance, though. But the, the lions, both of them, started to notice when traps were being set. Wow. So Smart lions. Different traps mm. were being set. They would um, have tents. Like People were literally being ripped away from their beds when yeah. people were still awake. It sounds like deep blue sea, but in the Sahara. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's Super prop- smart lions, like <laughs> yeah, genetically prop- enhanced. Deep orange desert. desert. What was that scene in yeah. Monty Python where he, the doctor goes into his tent in yeah. Africa to check him? Oh for, yeah, is, is a tiger he checking in his- Africa? Yes. It's a good scene. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, 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 yes. It'll yes. grow back, I suppose. Yes, yes. That's it. That's it. It will grow back, though, won't yeah. it? Yeah. They called it Felis Horribilis or something like that. <laughs> like a horrible cat. <laughs> <laughs> so the lion started to learn, pretty much. They started to learn the patterns of the guards that they would take. They'd started to watch people as um, large convoys of people would work, leave the work camps and go and start work on the railway. So then they'd come back around and start to target people that were more mm. isolated. Um, then the the um, hunting expedition trying to take care of the lions would also figure that out and the lions would second-guess them and attack the main convoy of people working on the railway and pull them into the brush. Wow. And it took... God knows how many hours of actual hunting these lions. And apparently there was a report, There was, I think Patterson released like a diary of him and his, um, his team of hunters that went after the lions. They were eventually shot and killed uh, one by one. Um, and I think he kept their pelts as rugs as well for trophies. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I don't Out agree with yeah. animal pelts and furs no, I mean, and so on. No. In that case, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want to go into this whole topic and story in way more depth mm. because it does have loads more details to Very it. Very interesting. But he reportedly found the cave where the lions would take back remains of these workers. Um, and he counted... Over, Is that a normal thing to do for lions? No. It's really aberrant behaviour. Mm. But he said in his journal, and this is late 1800s, it can't be really be verified. You know, there's not... There's not so, like smartphones and things like There's that. There's no verification. That's it, yeah. yeah. He just had a couple of witnesses. But apparently he found over 100 schools in this in this cave mouth. Um, but however, the the lions were... The lion pelts were um, obtained again and they were sent to a museum. Mm. And a taxidermist and I think a few other people worked on restoring the lions to how they looked. Wow. And there's an exhibit you can go to and see the actual lions, the actual man-eaters. What, in Africa? Uh, the from Africa, yeah. Wow. So you can go and see them. They're obviously, they're a little bit deflated because taxidermy does that too. Yeah. To Shrinks it a little bit, doesn't it? Everything Shrinks tightens up when it's tanned. Like the videos of, what is it, Lieutenant Colonel John Henry Patterson. They are colossal looking things. They look like female African lions, but they're absolutely huge. Look, I'll, I'll turn So where my, can you see the exhibit? You can see the exhibit in, I think it's called the Field Museum. A bit far away from the mic. Um, yeah, the Field Museum, but I actually don't know where that is. I'll have to, I'll have, to have a look. Well, if, if they were found in oh, Africa... Oh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. I think yeah. it's Chicago, yeah. Oh. Well, it wouldn't be in Africa, would it? Because, you know, yeah. any of the white museums. colonies and colonizers wouldn't leave it there. Yeah. No, no. No. Yeah, it's the it's called the Field Museum in Chicago. So, 
However, they managed to, like a lot of modern science has been used on the pelts and the taxidermy items. And they went through all of the, what is, it's not keratin in nails and things like yeah. that, but they yeah. went, yeah, right, very... they went through all of their hair fibres and all of their claws and their teeth. And they're making another one. Yeah, that's mm. it. Oh, God. Yeah. They managed to accurately um, tell how many humans that they ate no. within the months prior really? to their death. Interesting. And it was around 35 each. Wow. Yeah. I suppose that would be based on specific proteins that are in the human yeah. body that would then be displayed within the hair. Within the hair fiber. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. So it's entirely possible that Patterson yeah. saw a hundred skulls in a well, game. Or what he saw. In the previous yeah. Month. So he potentially, what he saw out of the fear of walking into an actual lion's den. The, if that's, that's true, it's almost. Hunters have a big way of fabricating, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They I mean, all do, don't they? Yeah. It's almost folklore, but it's yeah. true, which yeah. is just scary it's absolutely true very scary yeah so they're called the ghost in the darkness and they are real man-eating lions from africa it's crazy why well, haven't we seen any more man-eating lions um i'm not sure i think like this whole event was like i said before is really aberrant behavior yeah. so it's really out of the blue i mean lions there's even like whole um indigenous peoples that deliberately go up to lions that have just made a kill and scare them off the kill because lions are quite skittish mm. by nature, especially to bipedal like people. Aren't they? Mm. Yeah, they're cats, yeah. Mm. And we're running around on two legs, and lions don't expect to be came at by anyone. So they're quite skittish in nature. But for a lion to, a pair of lions, to systematically know the roots and the behaviours of their prey, which is pretty normal for a, for a lion to guess, right? They know mm. how to hunt. Um, but for them to know where the threats are, where the traps are, and where the the dangerous humans are going to go compared to where all of the soft, mushy, tasty ones are going to go. And then knowing when to swap because they're onto you. Mm. That's really peculiar behavior. It is. Forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, and it's almost like a game of chess. You know, they're yeah. thinking, when they're thinking two moves ahead of the people, it's very uncharacteristic of a line, right? That's it. And I think a lot of people um, have made suggestions that because the the whole British Empire in a lot of its might was moving through Africa, that put that scared off a lot of game, mm. and that moved a lot of prey items that would normally be there away. So it's pretty much yeah, that's it. It's like, almost like the British Empire asked for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we can all agree to that. <laughs> Although it was probably uh, African workers that were eating and. Um, well, a lot of them were brought over from the Indian continent. Um, a lot of them were African. Mm. And, um, you know, the British Empire just ferries around people when they needed it, as as, and where, as it does, or did. I know this isn't a political podcast, but any time the British Empire is mentioned, it just kind of <coughs> makes me come out in a rash. And yeah. I'd like to recommend a book at this point called 52 Times Britain Was a Bellend. <laughs> it's an incredible book. Great. Um, it's not about, solely about the British Empire, but yeah. it's stories relating to um, Britain and its uh, right. sordid past. Mm. So it was, it was actually their bone collagen and the hair keratin. That's how they managed to discover how many oh, people that they incredible. ate. Yeah. yeah. Which is absolutely mad. And they could do that with Dharma, right? Really? Jeffrey Dahmer. To be mm. fair, he did eat humans. He yeah. did eat people. He yeah. did That's eat his fingernails and yeah. I think he was just straight up honest though, wasn't he? Once he was caught, he was like, I did all of this. He did talk he about it quite a lot, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. 
Maybe that should just be mandatory, mandatory testing. There's probably a lot of people that are being people. And mm. it's illegal to eat human flesh. I even, didn't know that. Even your own. Yeah. Really? You can't mm-hmm. even eat your own flesh. I can't eat myself. Yeah. Cannibalism in any form is illegal. Mm. You Damn. could be charged for having a nibble. When, so when does it go? When's the bracket for cannibalism? Eating eat. flesh. <laughs> eat what, flesh. What if just eat like, human flesh. You know really? when people pick like well, the dead skin yeah. around their nails. So like, so like, like, eat the placenta. If I like cut off a veruca. Why is that not cannibalism? <laughs> why is that not I illegal? Suppose, I suppose that's like the equivalent of, uh, not the equivalent, but it's similar to like eating an egg, I guess, isn't it? It's like the... It is right. surplus it, to require. So yes, it's, yeah. a, it's a surplus thing to... It's going in the yeah, You might as well cook it. <laughs> yeah. True. I've, I've, I'll be honest. I've never seen a placenta. Yeah, I think it looks. Has a anyone bit seen like a placenta? A, yes, a nasty yeah. lip. Yeah. Of course, the man with children. The man with children. What does it look like? Um, a whole mess. Is it like a dropped trifle? Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of that. Cool. Yeah, I didn't really want to look at it too long. You didn't eat it then? No. Mm. <laughs> Not even a bit curious. No, uh, it's about as much as I was comfortable with is cutting the umbilical cords. Good. I'm glad you said that because yeah. people that eat placentas keep uh, baby teeth and or hair <laughs> or anything of that variety all need locking up and thrown in the sea. My mum kept my teeth. Oh, she needs thrown in the in sea. A, in a cute little box. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah. Lock her up. I, I kept my own tooth after I had my wisdom tooth removed. I thought this would be cool. I'll keep this. Don't know why, but... I had obviously I had my wisdom tooth out. It was decayed I and think disgusting. We should test Charlie's fingernails for traces of cannibalism. He, and he's done? brought it with us today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show and tell section. <laughs> Got it on a little pendant around your neck. Oh, that'd be horrifying. <laughs> it was more of half a tooth than a full tooth. It was all started decaying and it was like, Grief. oh, that needs to come out. That's so. rancid. Yeah. And I kept teeth. it because I thought it was a good idea to keep it and show off that I've had my wisdom tooth out. I'm a big boy now. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Mm-hmm. 25 years old right <laughs> right yeah so like last year what <laughs> two years ago to be exact yes, 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 yes. <laughs> two years ago to the day oh lovely to the day so, so yeah that's the Savo Lines no, the Ghost lines. in the Darkness that was a great yeah. story that is an incredible story yeah. very chilling um, mm. yeah well I, I will come back to that so like maybe make a separate podcast that is all to do with apocryphal and creepy tales about the natural world. I think Simmons it'd be incredible Z. Maybe, for maybe us. We, sh- we could do a Halloween, Ooh, like a, yeah. like a Treehouse of Horrors episode. That's yeah, just idea. creepy well, stuff. I was just about yeah. to suggest perhaps we go on a trip to uh, something like the Natural History Museum, Ooh. document it. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, that would be cool. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Halloween special would be. Yeah, awesome that's idea. awesome. I um, have one of the most interesting, at least to me, topics um, in the natural world, which is um, in evolutionary biology, an evolutionary arms race is an ongoing struggle between competing sets of co-evolving genes, phenotypic and behavioral traits or species that develop escalating adaptations and counter-adaptations against each other, resembling an arms race. Right. So to... In English? Yeah. To simplify that, yeah. um, each species develops something evolutionarily. So there's crabs that developed a big claw to combat something else, and yeah. they develop something else to counteract that. So the claw has to get bigger, and oh, okay. yeah. it just becomes a one-up game of one-upmanship right. um, to okay. combat. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's sick. Is is that not just the like the basic premise of evolution? 
because that's like survival um, of the fittest. Is that and just prey stopping? I think it's an element right. of survival of the fittest, yeah. isn't it? it, it, it well, yeah, survival of the fittest, that, it kind of is that in broad strokes, but uh, an evolutionary arm, arms race occurs generally between two species combating each other in an environment that's cool. specifically. Mm. Um, and there's many examples of that um, that I haven't researched. I think... It, so Mon- sort of my dad's bigger than your dad sort of thing. It's just that it ongoing is. over and over through two sets of species. Right, exactly. Um, and for each adaptation they create for themselves, they have to counteract it mm. with the next ones on and so yeah, forth. Right. So oh. um, one that interested me earlier yeah. um, was moths and bats. Right. Mm. Do they fight? Oh, I think mm. I know where you're going with this. Uh, no, that's I don't want to confuse that with boots and cats. But, um, <laughs> but that's something very different. Um, but the, there's a certain species of moth and a certain species of bat um, that I haven't been able to recite the name of uh, that in their time yeah. through their bi- biological arms race have developed different ways of detecting and combating each other. Yeah. So bats notoriously echolocate, right? Yeah. Notoriously. Notoriously. <laughs> just, just, yeah. just like me. <laughs> oh yeah <sighs> that story where Jacob talks about how he doesn't echo like and on the left yeah. the side of the table we have the bat of the group the echo locator clicky boy mm. clicky boy <laughs> that's your name in school clicky boy it's pretty good to be fair yeah I've got a loud I've got a strong tongue yeah you are a clicky boy nice that was a nice peek there. it was yeah, yeah sorry about that <laughs> I'll quell that well, Who needs eardrums? Well, it's an boy. <laughs> that was a lovely representation. It of, was, um, yeah. So bats. Mm, bats. Mm. Bats' echolocation is at a specific frequency, right? Yeah. Um, and to define frequency very briefly, Jacob? Uh, that is the uh, resonation rate of a... Sound. A, a, well, sound it doesn't, wave. doesn't necessarily have to be a sound. It can be... Vibration. Yeah, and any sort right. of vibration, any yeah. sort of consistent movement. Right, cool. So, bats echolocate a specific frequency, I <laughs> think, and this may be corrected, and uh-huh. please do, 40 to 50 hertz. Right. Bats. That's low. 40 to 50 hertz. That's mm. basic. Surely it's, well, it's like 50,000. Yeah, I'd like say 50 kilohertz. Really high. Okay, it- add as many zeros as you want. <laughs> What's this? A factual podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no! Yeah. Exactly. Fifty hertz is very low. But it's ultrasound, yeah. right? What is ultrasound? Ultrasound's yeah, high. High. Yeah, okay, so really I'm high. probably going to go for right. like fifty thousand. Then pick one. I don't care. Okay. All right. Or Say don't. that. Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand hertz. <laughs> let's find out. Yeah, let's find out. I'm fucking doing um, it. Infrasound. Uh, Nine thousand to two hundred thousand yeah, hertz. Oh wow. Yeah. To 100,000. So 9 kilohertz to 200 kilohertz. You heard it here first. Can you uh, replicate that for me, please? <laughs> See, I thought you were just going to be I silent. Gonna be I thought you were just going to go... Yeah. And that would be you it. You went for it, though. For anyone that is over 30, you yeah. won't hear that sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just silence for everyone. Yeah. So I haven't actually got the name of the bat, but um, in this arms race, the hawk moth is the combatant. Okay. Um... So, using their echolocation to get around, as bats do, the moths, the hawk moths, started to develop um, a sense of hearing that was more in tune with their echolocation. Yeah. So, they would be able to hear the bats coming. After some time, though, of the bats realising this and finding the moths anyway, um, the moths needed to one-up them a bit more. So, what... Yeah, that's right. Guns. 
Um, you throw me off my flow. <laughs> no, the, we'll, we'll, just for reference, we'll call this bat the long-eared bat. The long-eared um, bat, okay. I'm just looking at the minute, and it doesn't seem to be a specific species, but it just it, there was quite a few bats in the same area, and they all echolocate within the same frequency range. Cool. So so good research. And then a moth got a gap, gap for a bat. That's yeah, gap for a bat. That's what's happened. That's it. Mm. Okay, so uh, there's going to be a lot of pauses and gaps to cut here. Um, the moths do something with their genitals. <laughs> right, right, okay. Nice. Okay. I'm going to back that up. Yeah. In a second. <laughs> with facts. I don't know, they rub their dicks together, whatever. <laughs> uh, they, they, so, <laughs> they rub their genitals against their abdomens, giving right. off a high-pitched ultrasonic squeak. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so what they started doing was confusing bats, and then scientists and researchers still aren't quite sure what the effect exactly is whether it scares the, it kind of stuns the bat because mm. it goes, oh, hang on, is there another bat here? Or whether it just confuses them. That's cool. Um, but it, it, they basically, hawk moths developed ultrasonic dicks. sounds, ultrasonic dicks. Ultra dicks. It's, it's Ultra like dicks. signal jamming. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Cool. Is, uh, yeah. that's that's real world cool. signal. They're, they're filling the frequency range with with brown noise, like with, right, with grey yeah. noise. Because that's so, the only way it can see. It's going, where the fuck am I? Exactly, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it seems to attract female bats. Mm. So right. it's like two it's for one. Scared yeah. bats, get the chicks. Get laid. Get the chicks. Nice. What mm. do you want more in the moment? Yeah. So <laughs> to kind of summarise on that nice little tidbit, yeah. um, 26 million years ago or so, um, Hawkmoss started using um, ultrasonic frequencies. Yeah by rubbing their um, Genitalia dicks together. on their abdomens uh, to confuse bats. That's yeah. so cool. That's pretty cool. Mm. There's from, from what this says here, the primary way they use it is to negate attack. So a bat would swoop in to attack and the moth would go... Brrr, and the bat nice. would go, what the fuck is that? And, mm. and oh, that's dive so away. cool. It's like a missile yeah. being diverted by flares. It's, yeah, it's like, it's yeah. like yeah. a decoy module yeah. coming out of the back of a that's fire so jet cool. or something. That's There's sick. like long-eared bats that you get in England as well. Have they echolocate really well? They have a a um, like a a click that they use to echolocate their environment, so they fly around, and you can hear it sometimes if you're young enough and your hearing's that good. You can actually hear them as the click as they go ahead, go around you. Mm. It sounds like two like two pence pieces being rubbed together. I mm. used to it's be like able a to metallic hear them squeak. I don't think I can. I anymore. can I can still hear them. So, but when they get closer and they've locked on to a target, the frequency starts to ramp up. Mm-hmm. As it closes on, in on its prey going, item, beep, 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 that's beep. it. And then it's yeah, there's <laughs> like just airborne metal detectors. That's it. It's exactly. A, it's, yeah, it's a homing missile. But the air, the um, the um, the long-eared bat can fly silently because its its sense of hearing is so incredible. It can just hear the wing beats that the moth gives off. Wow. So it flies towards the moth. And to stop being like distracted, maybe by this like this jamming signal or a hawk moth can give off, it does radio silence, so it goes silent. And also, there's a lot of there is a hell of a lot of moths also that have evolved an evasive maneuver. So as soon as they get hit by that high frequency, like beat that squeak coming at them, they literally flap. They close one wing and flap the other. So they do a, a pretty much a right angle turn. Barrel roll. Literally barrel roll away from the bat to try and avoid it. But because of this radio silence that the long-eared bat gives off, it doesn't know know it's coming coming until the last minute. So that's kind of 
part of the arms race end. Yeah, that's the it. The moths learned how to jam their signal and the bats went, well, we're turning the signal off then. Yeah. yeah. And that's cool. Surprise. Hawk, and hawk moths have evolved over the millions of years to be fast as fuck. Hawk moths are the one of the fastest moth species out well, there. But they've got very big wings, haven't they? they have the, and they've got wings. quite heavy bodies, so yeah. they've got a lot of dent. They can like dive as well. They can, yeah. That's cool. Hawk moths are rapid compared to other moth mm. species. So that would outpace a bat, for example, or mm. maybe oh. even outmaneuver it potentially. Um, and then you've got this parasitism within certain moth species that happens as well. They get covered in mites, which is uh, just a parasite. Moth mites. Moth mites. But the moths are not intelligent enough because they're, you know, fairly simple creatures. But they know, they infest the ears. But they know to only infest one ear at a time. And they, they come on and off the moth as it drinks nectar from flowers that bloom at night. Why would they only infect one ear at a time? Oh, so, so the, the moth, so the moth can still fucking hear. Yeah. So it doesn't get eaten. Can we, just, just to go back to the radio silence thing, can yeah. we appreciate how fucking scary that would be as a moth? You know, if yeah. you're just sat there chilling next to a lamp or something, like yeah. one in the morning, and you're like, you just hear this, beep, 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 beep. Yo, what the Ooh. fuck is that? Ooh. And, then, and, then, and, then, and then you hear it again, beep, 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 beep. Just like off in the distance, you're, you're like, like, oh, that's horrible. Close. Looking around, there's nothing. You it's start just pitch beeping black. and... Beep, 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 beep. And then... It's, it's the done. premise of mm. so many monster films. Yeah. Echolocating is, yeah. creatures. Yeah. yeah so it's like so the, cool. the clickers in... Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? The Last of Us. Yeah. Thing. We... And that's Resident on brand. As well. yeah. It's mm. on brand because we're drinking Cordyceps tea. True. Hot chocolate. Yeah. The uh, sorry, I'm not seeing the correlation there. Because Cordyceps. The, and the um, oh, the, the clickers as well are like they have like fungal heads. Okay, so we'll go into oh, it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. yeah cordyceps. So, yeah, there's like cordyceps fungus really famously gives loads of spores out, even like a like say above an ant colony. Mm. One of them catches one of the spores or eats it or ingests it or breathes it in, and then it changes the ant's behaviour. Uh, makes to, the zombie ants. Yeah, zombie ants. Yeah, 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 zombie yeah. moths. Zombie spiders. That's terrifying. Yeah. So the ant colony creatures, whatever ants, termites driver ants, that kind of thing, army ants, will climb into or around their nest and they'll climb up high onto a stalk and the, the fungus will tell it to bite onto a stalk and a huge fungal pod will erupt out the back of the head and then spread loads of spores all over wow. all over the ant I'm, colony. So I think I've seen something on this. It and literally like blows the back of the head out. Blows the back of the head out. Jeez. And The Last of Us is based on whether the cordyceps fungus mutates to infect human beings. Wow. I yeah, hope not. Cool. Great zombies. One and we're I... drinking the fucking tea. Num, 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 num. <laughs> maybe this oh. will increase our immunity. Oh, like microdosing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, maybe well, Space Goods are missing a trick. It? Maybe they need to stop. It's got an earthy back, back taste. Mm. Mm. Go on. It's an earthy back taste. Mm. But it I'm a bit moody, isn't it? Fucking wired. Yeah. You know, I'll take some avocado, a bit of mud. I also don't wash the mud off of my mushrooms. Don't you? No. I'll eat them raw as well. Uh, yeah. Mushrooms raw are pretty good, to be mm. fair. Yeah, I don't mind a raw mushroom. Yeah. I used to be very against it when I was younger, but... Well, me too. One of so. the most intriguing things for me, uh, you know, I love sci-fi. Mm. Pretty much any element of it, comic books, films, sure. take any of it. It's the correlation between sci-fi and the natural world never ceases to amaze me. Mm, and yeah. oftentimes, uh, uh, you know, I'll regularly watch documentaries Documentaries. 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 Mm. About the deep sea. 
because mm. to me cool. that oh, is real it. sci-fi. The deep Big time. Is, yeah, yeah it's it's made, planet. the it's Mariana Trench world. is yeah. something that really, really excites me. Oh, it's yeah. incredible! It's crazy how there's still life and fish down there. Yeah, it's crazy how we haven't it. discovered ninety percent of the Mariana Trench. Mers. In all fairness, I know we all live on the same planet, but yeah. let's face it: the sky and the sea are alien planets. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, like that fish is an alien, man. Yeah, any fish. All the fish. Yeah, the one with the eyeballs within its head that look out of its transparent forehead. The barrel eye oh, fish. Barrel eye oh, yeah. fish. Barrel eye fish. What a terrifying, bone chilling creature. Obviously, that is. the the anglerfish as well being the most hideous and scary and nightmare inducing. Mad. Creature oh, is that the one with the light bulb on its head? Yeah, the little That's light bulb. Yeah. There's loads of different variations of it. I don't know. Have you seen Jordan's ex? <laughs> oh my god which one I think he was called the same way as well <laughs> he just hung a light out of front like, Come and get she was called anglerfish oh really yeah. <laughs> I feel like you met in a tavern <laughs> yeah with a torch strapped to her head with boys on the wall <laughs> torch strapped to her she was wearing a head torch yeah. she's coming from a big run <laughs> she's called Angela Angela <laughs> oh nice oh Angela Fish. Angela Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> Is that just a clever name? <laughs> oh, we could stay on the, the topic of echolocation as well. So what is, you know, the long-eared bat mm. has the, the radio silence before it hits home. Mm. You've got the sperm whale, which uses echolocation, mm. that instead of radio silence, it literally... It hunts giant squid, right? Which what, are, sorry, what does sperm whale? Yeah, sperm, yeah. sperm whale. Yeah, no, just eat deafen. mainly. I thought oh, you were going to call it the yeah. spunk whale. <laughs> spunk you whales. Went, you went sp- <laughs> sperm <laughs> whales. Yeah, they eat um, yeah giant cephalopods. So giant giant octopus, but mainly um, colossal and giant squid. You know, what I'll say we could probably not have sci-fi or action films and just do more films about the natural world. Yeah, and scraps. Um, yeah. No, I'm, and that would satisfy me. Imagine just bumping into a giant squid. Oh, horrific! Like there was that one. There's that YouTube video of a giant squid lost, pretty much, yeah. fucking around a harbour in Japan. I yeah, think it yeah. was. It was just bobbing along. Giant squid have always been this thing for me. Like fucking this, horrible. They're terrifying. Law where yeah. I just want there to be something in the Mariana Trench in the mm. deep dark yeah. that's bigger than anything yeah. I've ever seen. Fucking squid. horrible. Like a megalodon. Yeah, that's it. Like that. They are they are modern megalodon, right? Mm. The equivalent. Of- I was just gonna say, like in in the Mariana Trench as well. Like the only way an animal can survive the pressure of living down there is mm. either by being extremely flexible and small and not or, having a very large surface area or being fucking huge. Or yeah. that's it. Having a support dog. <laughs> just a guy really help with the pressure of yeah. those conditions yeah. <laughs> just put a little scuba gear on hi and welcome to Mariana Tours would you like a guide yeah. dog for your tour or will you be fine on your own that's it little scuba dog yeah scuba you see one of those like, deep scuba. sea cameras go down to investigate because of the thousands of tons of pressure you just see this mangled <laughs> ball <laughs> with fur oh attached on with a it's like the size, of, the size of a baseball jacket. Yeah, with a jacket and a little collar that's saying indie on it or something oh, floating by the camera it. honestly it, it'd just be a jacket. tennis ball it'd just be a tennis ball it'd have the high vis so it would just look like... like a tennis ball yeah that's it a furry ten bloody tennis ball floating by and a really sad cephalopod yeah. <laughs> looking at it, it. Goes, it's, you, you oh, I can't it. take it yeah. anymore yeah. that's the fifth 
best support dog they've sent me. But <laughs> <laughs> it keeps imploding under the pressure. <laughs> Who's sending him? <laughs> oh, just tie a dumbbell to a golden retriever and there you go, there's another one. <laughs> Send it off. <laughs> Send it up. <laughs> oh my god. That's a bad name. Support dogs for squids. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sick band name. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love it. Wow. So anyway, the, the, uh, no. the sperm whale. The sperm whale. Yeah. So like you've mentioned, it literally... It stuns not, them, doesn't it? Yeah. They, 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 it's, I've, I've, seen, I've seen it. They, they recorded <laughs> Jack, it. Jack, fucking A. Fuck, so, fuck, I don't know what I said there. Fuck me. <laughs> fucking A, man. Yeah. It literally, like divers that have experienced this hunting click, as it's called, yeah. have described it as being kicked in the chest by a horse. Wow. Yeah. I suppose because it's such a low frequency, because it has such a large it's, resonant that's mm, it. Like, mouth. And, exactly. Yeah. 50 hertz. That, 50 hertz. That, that would be closer yeah, to that. 50 hertz. <laughs> well, I want to hear what. 50 hertz sounds like. You wouldn't hear it. Bollocks. You wouldn't hear it. It's Don't too low. It, it would just be a very low rumble. Yeah. I tell you what, you carry on with this section. Not I'm going to download a <laughs> frequency app that gives me the frequency. Okay, go for it. Right. Please carry on. But, okay, that, so that sperm whale, it dives, it, it pretty much hovers at the surface of the water hmm. and it literally engorges its hemoglobin rich blood. The sperm whale's blood is almost black with how much haemoglobin it has in its system. It's very oxygenated. It's so, it oxygenates it deliberately. So it sits at the top of the water, inhaling huge volumes of oxygen over and over again, and then holds its breath for like an hour mm. and goes, or half an hour, it's a long fucking time. So it goes all the way down to the bottom of the ocean and it has these um, echolocating, just moving around the ocean clicks. So it clicks every half a second, just finding its way down there. You can hear them across the ocean because they're happening all the time. They're always hunting. And then the frequency of the clicks picks up, like steadily over, over the minutes that it's hunting. The, the darker it gets and the more pressure, it knows that it's getting into the environment that the squid live at because squid's bodies can only, like you were saying, Jacob, can only live at a certain depth. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that they would pretty much sort of sort of fall apart just and they'd lose their buoyancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're built to live at really low depths as so well. So is that why there aren't many, like, obviously there aren't going to be many on the surface, but yeah. is that why when they come up, they don't last long? Is that basically what Yeah, it is? there is there's partly that, mm. but you've got deep sea squids that sort of migrate between the different layers during the day and the night. So at night time, they'll come really close to the surface, but still within a high pressure grade. Mm. And at night, at day, they'll spend their whole time... Darkness. Really darkness, yeah. yeah. Mm. Sperm whale goes after them and increase the rates of clicks. As soon as it hits what it thinks is a prey item, it increases the rate of clicks over and over. The squid is probably going to be aware of the sperm whale by this point, but before it gets to a distance where it could rapidly change direction, because squid are fast, fast as fuck, even the big ones, um, it turns this clicks into a beam of clicks. So it slowly stuns it and it can keep track laser guided in wow. the pitch black. Mm. And its eyes are on the sides of its head. It's not seeing this fucking thing, even if it was lit. Oh, so you're so hearing... It's, it, all it's doing is hearing a soft, mushy thing that absorbs sound waves yeah, really yeah. well. So um. it's firing these um, blasts of sound at it and it's bouncing back. And that's how it's judging where the fuck it is. And what effect do the 
sound waves have on the squid. Eventually, it struggles. yeah, it struggles it a lot. Confuses it. Confuses. Doesn't know what it's going, what it's doing. Disorients it. This is theoretical, by the way, because no one's seen it. Mm. Um, and then, as soon as it's within a good proximity, like maybe within a hundred yards, it fires a deafening hyperclick at the squid, which stuns it in the water. It just stops it. it yeah, it, it won't move. It'll just go. Oh no. Yeah. You know, the like hunt- a taser. It's basically yeah. a whale taser. Yeah. Disorient right. it. I'll, I'll be honest, it this sounds quite far-fetched. I mean, I know the natural world is full of surprises, but yeah, I'm struggling with this one. Well, It sounds a lot like the, Pokemon. The, uh, <laughs> the evidence that they have what? is these submarine uh, microphones is that they can hear the entire engagement. So they're, the boats are listening with... Keith, what are these microphones? Sub-oceanic microphones? I don't know. Don't know. Sonar. It's not, not sonar, no. No. So they're hearing the entire engagement. So they're hearing the hunting clicks and they're hearing it move around, like going either direct down mm. or moving side to side looking for something. And then all of a sudden, the, the signals are coming from a whale that's steadily moving towards a very specific location. And the rate of these clicks are getting more and more frequent, oh, and then okay. it's a and then it's a beam, a loud click, and it stops, and then it's going back to normal normal clicking behavior, moving around the ocean, but moving vertically. Oh, that's me so, told. Yeah, no, that tracks. That seems pretty. So it's clearly gone down there for mm. something, and it's come back up, and then sometimes they're observed with. These horrible scars yeah, on the sides. Sucker scars. <clears throat> sucker scars. Mm. So giant squid, their suckers are lined with these tiny teeth, mm. pretty much. So when they hold on to prey, it doesn't go anywhere. They wouldn't really need them anyway, but they dig in, they suck onto it, and they dig into prey items. But they are evident on all of the sperm whale's face, all around its, um, I, th- I think it's called a rostrum, that, that, um, organ that it uses to echolocate. Okay, yeah, like the lump on the top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All around its face, and they're often seen with like tentacles and things like that, maybe even coming out of their mouths, that kind of stuff. So what they've learned about that behaviour is it doesn't work. (laughs) 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 You seem fairly clued up on this subject, so I'd Uh, like to pose a question to you. Who would win in a fight between a sperm whale a long-eared bat and a hawk moth. Choose your environment. <laughs> <laughs> that is very subjective. Mm. On land, I think it'd probably be the bat. I disagree. I mean, the whale's going to whale win no matter wins. where it is. The whale will win in the vacuum land. of fucking space. Yeah, it How's it echolocating? <laughs> what? We could echolocate, but it can't need fucking to. move, a, can a, it? A moth and a bat aren't going to have any <laughs> impact on it. <laughs> yeah. A bat could be there for six years and the whale wouldn't even notice. He'd be like, are you still chewing me, mate? <laughs> yeah, but... Give it a break. The sperm whale's <laughs> died because it can't move, so the bat and the moth have won. The sperm whale wouldn't die, though. Wh- why? Well, I mean, it would have to six years, but it could breathe on land. They'd never, they'd... Well, I get they're a mammal, but, but it can't sit starve. still. Yeah. What, notorious fidgets? Yeah. The sperm whale. <laughs> I'm saying right Rest, now, restless I, think, I actually think the whale would, would figure out if it holds its mouth open at the right width and stays still enough, <laughs> a bat would love to get in there Why and hang upside down because it's like a cave, isn't it? Yeah. And then it'd just be like waiting. Oh, there's 60 bats in there now. It's hanging from a... the little dangly bit at the back of its throat. That. That, mm, that's a good answer. Mm. Mm. I've thought mm. it through. The sperm whale wins regardless. I'm impressed with that. Chris, that's my final answer. 
<laughs> You've won a million pounds. <laughs> and a sperm whale. <laughs> <laughs> Full of bats. <laughs> just yeah. just to go back to the effect of deep sea pressure on the creatures that live within the deep sea. Labradors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the blobfish, which many yes, people will know very ugly. as no, the very ugliest well, fish yeah. in the world. Um, Ooh, but, no, uh, might want that goblin shark. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. Yeah, yeah, goblin shark is pretty bad. Yeah. But what I was going to say about the um, the blobfish is that the only reason it looks like that in the photos we have is because it's been taken out of its deep sea environment and it expands because it's not got the resistance in its skin on the outside to hold uh, itself in. Yeah, it just so looks when like it's a normal the, fish, right? Yeah, yeah, when it's down there, it just looks like a normal fish because it's pressurized and it's all held in. Poor it's held together. Hell. But when they bring it up or it somehow finds its way to the top because it's, it's I don't know, injured So the deep sea for the blobfish is like natural spanks. <laughs> Spanks for a blobfish. That's a good that's episode it. name. Then. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Spanks, Spanks for a blobfish. Yeah. Okay, that's what it's called. That's Natural sick, though. Poor uh, thing. Can you show no us a picture of the blobfish sad. before blobbing? Blobfish <laughs> uh, in that and was out of environment. Was it? That's mm. good. <laughs> That's a blobfish in its natural habitat. I think that's wow. a pressurized container that's holding it all that's together. That's bad. Oh, that doesn't look that stupid. No, it looks like a, a normal fish. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't look that stupid. Um, <laughs> stupid and then that's, that's obviously the famous photo of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, poor oh, thing. It's so sad. It's yeah. so swollen. But yeah, yeah, that's because it's literally just. It's lost all expanding. its color as well. Yeah, and he's a weekend. I mean, you would if I think. You, I mean, because <laughs> depressurized. Yeah. yeah, I'm almost 100 percent sure that's dead. So. Yeah, <laughs> or at least dying in agony. By the looks of things. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, a week, yeah, look, that's, he's a week in the. Uh, that's oh, that's wow. definitely a puffer fish, yeah, and not that, a blobfish. I mean, there's somebody has used similar. Getty images <laughs> and just pasted it on an article, haven't they? <laughs> um, well, my app's downloaded, so let's hear what 50 hertz sounds Your like. Your phone isn't even going to reproduce it. No. It's just not. Jacob's speakers might. Yeah, they would. I they, they, they go down to 20 hertz. Really? Yeah. Wow. So Wait, you hold can on. feel That's it. Low. I'm going to look at the screen. Everyone just go quiet. Is this picking it up? In the end, mate. It's a, it's a top address. I can tell you now, Jack. These microphones aren't sensitive enough. Right. Well, and also your speakers can't reproduce it. They're too small. You need yeah. you need a big speaker to reproduce a low frequency. Jacob, king of fun destroying. Fun destroying. <laughs> I think king of physics was better. Mm, probably. Yeah. King of birds. How is it? King, king of, of birds. birds. That's it. And defiler of a good time. Some, something I like in my spare time is yeah. understanding watches and stuff like that. Yeah. And Rolex bought out a... Um, in a your watch. spare time... <laughs> I quit. I quit. <laughs> Did a funny. Carry on. They bought out a watch called the Eye of the Tiger, and it is the most complex face dial on a watch. Right. It has over 200 diamonds just on the face of the watch, and it's a 40 millimeter face. What the fuck? I will get you a photo because it is absolutely incredible as a watch. How many tigers did it take to make it? Um, hopefully not that many. I know there was only like 200 units produced. They do say if you got a thousand tigers and put them in a room with a thousand typewriters, eventually... <laughs> they would make a Rolex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it that said the original quote about the chimps? What do you mean? 
Oh, is it Iron Sky? What do you mean? Oh, wow. <laughs> what do you mean? Charlie's just showing me this watch, and it is fucking mad. Let's have a look. Ridiculous. The amount of... It is wow, that stunning. Is bougie, the amount it? of rocks in that. And it's nah. all It's all <laughs> factory set. It's, it's, it's an incredible watch. It is. And I think it's worth around about £750,000. What are you yeah. wearing? Uh, this is a very cheap knockoff of a Rolex. Oh, called, nice. From Tommy Hilfiger. They've cool. basically taken the Rolex Daytona, gone copy, paste, change the name. Fair enough. That's basically all they've done. I'm glad you've let the public know it's a knockoff. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe one day I'll treat myself to something that's worth. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. So what are you looking up, Jacob? Uh, the news. <laughs> <laughs> Still, no, how got, long I've, have you had to look at this fucking thing? No, I've got, thing? I've got a few articles. I'm ready when you guys are. Do it. Go. Okay, cool. This week in Natural World News, Ooh. Spanish police seize smuggled baby eels worth 270,000 euros. Wow. Spanish police have arrested 29 people after seizing 180 kilograms of critically endangered young European eels with a value on the hidden market, I'm assuming it's the black market, yeah. of 270,000 euros, equivalent roughly to 237,000 pounds. Why are Fucking baby hell. eels so sort of, uh, sorry, European baby eels? Yeah. What's so, so sort of after? Uh, they're, they're a, bit, a little bit more slender. Yeah, they've got, they've got a nice jawline. They've got the blonde oh, hair, the blue eyes. Yeah. 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 They are Spanish after all. The elvers or glass eels oh. are prized as a delicacy in Spain and parts of East Asia. Mm. Uh, and they were found after officers carried out almost 3,000 checks and inspections at ports, airports, and other transport hubs. That's so daft. They're uh, small. According to the force, eel smuggling has risen since COVID flight restrictions were eased. <laughs> right. No surprise eel there. smuggling. Right. I mean, there's um, got to be everything's increased. Can't they just, Why is there a statistic for eel smuggling? That sounds like such a ball ache I mean, as well. People going to smuggle eels. Imagine what being an Just do cocaine. It's so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> Glass eels, they're teeny weeny. You have yeah, to yeah, have... They're, they're only little. Yeah. So you see them in a crowd. You see them in aquariums. <laughs> <laughs> they bob up and down. Now. That was the oh, noise. <laughs> is that, of a is spinning logo of they, they a, a like superhero this. going to the car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they're like icicles. <laughs> Like little little see-through boys. Wow. So, yeah. how, sorry, how? What was the metric volume? 180 of... kilograms, and they're critically endangered as well. They're so it's tiny. That's yeah. a lot. That is a lot. That is a lot. Could people lot. just not like drugs, drug trafficking? Yeah. Um, I'm sure there is an adverse effect on the environment, um, but <laughs> you're not taking little eels, are you? I mean, really, yeah. the only harm is to other yeah. humans. Just why? Why you got to smuggle eels? Yeah, I oh, know. I mean, really. I've got a feeling they're in like Finding Dory or Finding Nemo or something. You I have a might be right, actually. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. Talking of Finding Dory, actually. Oh, I, God. <laughs> well, it's nature ish. Um, Go on. Can we call Ellen DeGeneres nature? <laughs> She's yeah. a freak of nature. So, anyway. in, in Finding Dory, there is a octopus that is not an octopus it has seven legs because one of them was chopped off it's a septopus right yeah, yeah that's it Hank yeah yeah he's cool so when developing him the animators they took years developing him because he had to like squish and expand move up and down and yeah. he, he didn't have joints like other things do yeah so everything was very fluid motion and when animating him right near to the end they were like this isn't working whenever we do it the system's crashing yeah so they chopped off a leg. Oh. It was actually the, the fact it had eight legs was 
rupturing the system and That's just cool. crashing everything. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. So that is because the original backstory from what I remember was he was meant to be addicted to hot sauce and that's how he knew to get around the <laughs> aquarium so well. Right. So they had to end up binning that and focus on the fact that he had a leg chopped off and that's why he was at the sanctuary. Right. So yeah, yeah. that is your Finding Dory That's pretty cool. Week. I found out a uh, interesting Pixar fact today that I didn't know you guys might be aware of this. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching the Industrial Light and Magic documentary series Incredible on Disney+. Incredible series. I've been enjoying it? that off the back of your I have some context it. of what's it about. Industrial Light and Magic is the special effects company that George Lucas set up when he was producing the first Star Wars film because oh, wow. no one was doing the special effects that he needed. No. So he he got a bunch of, uh, you know, a ragtag bunch of engineers <laughs> and um, <laughs> they like, a lot of them weren't deeply involved in film. Some of them were like stop motion animators and stuff but a lot of them were just like industrial engineers um and yeah got them all together and they absolutely changed the face of special effects and the, the way that it worked for the entirety of you know the future of film yeah, yeah. um however george lucas during the inception of industrial light and magic always believed from the start that um digital and computers were going to be the future of, of uh, special effects. Obviously, at the time, no one believed it because computers were so underpowered and all that sort mm. of stuff. But George Lucas ended, ended up funding, uh, I think it was around, it was after Return of the Jedi. It might have been around the time that Return of the Jedi came out. Basically started funding this thing called, a, uh, I think it was called the Edit Bot or something like that. And it was like a digital editing workstation. Mm. One of the first ever that would have uh, disc media with the video on it. Right. So it was digitized film media. Um, but off the back of that, he ended up creating the first computer for special effects creation called the Pixar. Oh, wow. Right. Cool. And um, it was called the Pixar Computer. I can't remember what it stood for. But uh, essentially what happened is he got all of these amazing minds in to, to build this and learn how to animate and everything. But they wanted to just do animated movies. They didn't want to do special effects mm. with animation. So... George Lucas was like, okay, you guys aren't quite in what my vision of, of the future is with this, yeah. but you've obviously got a vision. Um, so he sold the majority share of the company, Pixar, to Steve Jobs. Oh, wow. So Pixar came from Industrial Light and Magic and George Lucas and was then bought by then Apple CEO Steve Jobs. That's Did bad. Steve Jobs then sell it to Disney? I have no idea. Probably, yeah because I can imagine it was worth a shit ton. But, um, well, yeah, yeah, after Toy Story, I'd imagine that, that shit went through the roof. Yeah. But yeah, that was just an interesting little fact. That was a nice tidbit, that was. Yeah. Mm. On to story number two. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a lifetime companion, Pebbles, the world's oldest dog, dies age 22. At the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Comforting a squid in his final days. <laughs> they put him, on, put him in a high beam, attached him to an anchor and threw him in the Mariana Trench. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's saluting pebbles. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of the tag as it floats by. Yeah. So, so yeah. the 22 year old toy fox terrier from South Carolina died on Monday of natural causes, the dog's owner said via Instagram. She was a once in a lifetime companion, and it was our honor to have had the blessing uh, to have had her uh, as a pet and a family member. That's pretty old. old. It is, but I would have expected it to be older. The old, uh, sorry, was that the oldest dog ever? Yep. Or she was crowned the world's oldest dog by Guinness World Records in May after owners Bobby and Julie Gregory oi, oi. realized their pet was older than the previous oldest dog, a 21-year-old chihuahua named Toby Keith. As in, in the musician Toby Keith? It's one word, Toby Keith. 
Oh, it's got to be named after a musician, surely. Never heard of him. Have no. you not? Oh, incredible country artist. If you like country, you will like mm. you will like Toby Keith. You are a bumpkin. I am a bumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Pebbles was born on 28th of March 2000 and adopted by the Gregories that same year. Imagine how What's much it story? wanted to be put out of its misery. Oh, Mate, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Look at, look at, Does it look miserable? Look at it next to its certificate. Already been taxidermy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I did see that in uh, in the news actually. Uh, pebbles. Um, rest in was, peace, Pebbles. Rest in peace, Pebbles. Oh, <laughs> for her last birthday, the family gave Pebbles a bubble bath and a plate of ribs. So they didn't what? feed it correctly. Then. <laughs> That's how it got so old. Yeah. Yeah. Human food um, can live a human life. Okay, so uh, story number three. Yeah. Slug numbers appear to shrivel after UK heat wave. How are you feeling, Jack? Um, <laughs> recognise. <laughs> recognise for the first time ever. For the first time in my life, I feel um, like I can finally be myself. I would like to uh, just point out the first quote in this, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, I went to survey a woodland site last week and it took me over 30 minutes to locate a slug. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like a criteria on how quickly you do need to find a slug? Sounds really put out. Has anyone yeah. had a truffle? Yes. I've oh, had truffle oil. So I've never had a truffle. Nice. Yeah, I've had uh, truffle oil. Yeah, I think I might have had truffle oil, but I've never tried it. It's very nice. A truffle itself. Yeah, I've tried it's truffle. very earthy. Mm. Yeah. It's rich. Very, yeah, very really rich. rich. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there and yeah. slather it on like it's butter. That, that's for sure. People do, though. Yeah, people do. Rich, yeah. pompous people do. Right, yeah. like caviar. It's, I'm pretty sure truffle's more expensive than caviar, isn't it? I think it is, you know. The thing with truffles is you can't... I don't think you can produce them in a um, like in a mass way. Yeah. That's why they still have truffle hunting pigs and That's dogs it. and stuff, yeah. don't they? I, I do find a working relationship between animals and humans really interesting. Mm -hmm. Truffle pigs. Um, the dolphins in... Uh, what I want to say Indonesia, but it's probably not with the fishermen. Um, where is it, Jordan? Uh, you, you might be right. Those, those that kind of behaviour with like symbiosis between dolphins has been yeah, observed so in quite the, a few places. The dolphins heard the That's fish. It. Uh, to be fair, I, the net on them. I have actually used a animal to help me with a job before. Yeah. Yep, there was a spider in my house. I didn't want to get it, Fuck so me. I gave my cat up. I held oh, it yeah, I and I yeah, got I, it to attack it while I, I was still holding my cat on spider. <laughs> to said spider. Yeah. I do usually rescue spiders from from my, my from, cat's called from Ripper, cats. But, yeah, from cat. Yeah. Um, I do usually rescue spiders from her, but if it's been a particularly troublesome spider, I'll just let her have it. <laughs> Every spider's a troublesome spider mm. for me. No, I don't no, mind they're, they're, they're good. Mm. They're all right. They're I did boys. have one called Harold. The what man that keeps his teeth is the man that also names spiders. <laughs> Shot. I had one called Boris. Is <laughs> that the one that stole that cigarette that time? Yeah. Mm. No, Boris it was the, the one spider. that stole the British economy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had, like, under, like, me and Jack used to smoke in my bedroom out the window. One time we dropped a cigarette instead of outside the window down by our feet to the skirting board and then we saw it disappear. And we went, what the fuck was that? And then just did it again randomly. It was, it was fucking Boris, mm. the fag eating spider. <laughs> <laughs> for our American listeners, that's slang for cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we should clarify that. Yeah. 
Boris the fag eating spider. Wow. Jacob, you did She's look great. like you were going to say something to me a second ago. Uh, yeah, you used to have a spider that we named in your garage and Terry. Terry, that was so. Me. You're going at me for naming Harold, and you've already <laughs> named your spider probably before I named my spider. Yeah, no, I'd name mine to identify him as a villain. Yeah, he was a total villain. He was there all the time. Wasn't yeah, he? I'm pretty and sure Harry was happy. I'm fairly sure he killed the mouse as well. Yeah, I think he probably. Jesus. It was a big boy. You know, oh, house um, spiders, cardinal spiders, can live up to twelve years. Yeah. Really? Yeah, 12. Over a decade. I've got a ginormous one that is currently in the kitchen. Yeah, Yeah, but what about the spiders? (laughs) (laughs) What would the ginormous one in his kitchen be? What is that? Are you referring to someone that lives in my house? Uh, (laughs) It made more sense in my head than when it came out. (laughs) It's not exactly a story, but it's just a fact that I had to deal with before I came here. So we're rearranging the bedroom. Um, before we went, before we are living where we are now in the Midlands, we were living in a flat on the south coast that was infested by silverfish. Mm. Literally, the, silverfish. I, in your silverfish. House. I hadn't heard of them until Jordan's flat. So, what is a silverfish for a, context? Because a silverfish is a very small um, invertebrate that lives in very damp, secluded areas. They're horrible. In that the dark. Sounds terrifying. Yeah, and their their bodies incredibly flexible and About squishy, five so they can millimeters long. Yeah, mm. and Same. and they can compact their bodies um, depth ways so they can sneak into tiny crevices so they can get where a lot of invertebrates just can't. Very flexible, horrible bodies. A very old species as well. Really yeah. old design. Yeah, been around since like the dawn That's it. of time. Yeah, and they can repopulate God so fucking quickly. Yeah. Anyway, our apartment was infested with them. You would get up in the middle of the night to use the like the bathroom and you would open, turn on the light to the landing, our hallway, and the carpet would be moving. Oh. Literally oh. everywhere. So they, is this like the whole ant situation where you could just be like, "I want to go to the toilet." They'd get under your feet and take you to the toilet. Aladdin's magic carpet. Jordan's magic hallway. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Actually, learned horror. a particular frequency that controlled them. This is this is the evolutionary arms race again. It is. Yeah. That's it, but yeah. also living in symbiosis. Oh, they are terrifying. Are you looking at Why is it a fish? It's not a fish, is it? No, Let's no. be honest, it's a bug. They, they do wiggle yeah. like... It's an like insect. Fish, it's literally an insect. Yeah. So I'm sat here thinking it's... It's 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 a bug. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not what I'm thinking. My head's going, oh, there's loads of like little goldfish or little... <laughs> I don't know. It is not thinking that, because no. that wouldn't make sense, would yeah, it, Yeah, no, that's why I was like, how, <laughs> how, so how do they breathe? How are they, how are they doing that's this? It. So anyway, uh, like that whole situation was horrible where we were living. Then we moved house a year later to where we are now. Um, and we had to do a mass decom- like decontamination of the silverfish and clear all of our books. They were hiding in the, in the leaves of all of our, yeah, all of our documents, paper, in all of our shoes, and in all of our boxes as we brought them over. Very well-read silverfish. That's it. And we had to pretty much go around and ster- exterminate them all so they wouldn't carry on and repopulate in a house we live in now. Mm. Um, I was doing a big clean-out today with Beck. No, you all, haven't found no. Yeah, no. no. So cleaning out under the bed and open the leaves of some of the documents and clearly they've, they're hangers-on from a year ago because they haven't gone anywhere, like in the plastic um, leaves that you put documents in, the plastic binders. And we found a couple there. So what do they eat? And they eat like rotting matter. Knowledge. Like skin cells. Like knowledge. Dust, <laughs> like dust, isn't it? Dust. They just eat dust. Um, d- decaying wood, um, all kinds of different de- 
like decomposing bits and pieces, especially in dark, damp places. Children. And my... I wonder if they do eat flesh. Maybe mm. if it's rotting. Mm. But my, um, my fiancé's developed such a complex from the fear of living in that flat mm. that as soon as she saw the fil- silverfish that I just killed today, she went, that's it, I'm getting a knife. And went downstairs. What do you mean? And got the biggest <laughs> kitchen knife <laughs> from the drawer, and is now sat at home whilst I'm here with a kitchen knife waiting right. for silver Your fish fiance, to creep <laughs> into the bed. She sounds like the nuclear, uh, the the uh, biological arms race. She's That's actually it. gone backwards. <laughs> She's trying to kill a five millimeter. Fuck. Creature with, with, with a guinea saber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally makes no sense. It's possibly the worst weapon of choice. You're going to go home. And your house though. is going to be upside down <laughs> with slash marks and all yeah. of the paintings. Be like Freddy Krueger's been there. I love it. It's so what a fun way to kill a silverfish. Just to clarify, um, they eat fabric, clothing, paper, glue, carpeting, hair, photos, plaster, wallpaper. Amongst what other things. possible nutrition could they find in that? Uh, proteins, starches, and carbohydrates. That's me told. <laughs> Once again, for the so, second time this episode. If any of you guys it. listening are into gym, start eating wallpaper. It's a <laughs> source of protein. Hey yeah. man, you want to get the real gains? You got to get that good wallpaper from Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking his back. Oh, that's, that's just like he's in the accent, room. I, think. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what my default accent is. It's probably that one. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, I oh, love it. Fair enough. Fine, my default impression would probably be the better thing mm. to say there. Yeah, in order, you were just using my terminology. I was just mm. taking the piss out of myself. Ultimately, brilliant. Um, I do have one more news story. Oh, I was hoping you were going to say impression. No, mm. I could do it all in an Australian accent if you want. Oh, that'd be nice. Is it Australian themed? No, damn it. Do it anyway. Uh, do it in whatever theme it is come from. So please. Oh, it's in South Africa. In South oh, Africa, okay. this is a tough one. If you can pull this off, South you'll get another little South clap. Africa. <laughs> South Africa. Don't you talk about giving me the clap. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Oh, Lord. How the hell do you say drone in a South African accent? Drone. 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 Oh, drone. drone's got it. Drone footage shows orcas chasing and killing great white shark. Wow. No, 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 no. Sorry, Jordan. Oh, great white shark. Great white shark. Uh, great white shark. Uh, great white shark. I've got. South African tennis here. Uh, one more time. <laughs> one more Farty love. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> as, um, as big as a great wood shock. And back wow. to Jacob. That was really that good. That is a very good South African accent. <laughs> as big as a great wood shock. The I'm going to give this round to Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely Yeah, Jordan's. that was more Russian than anything, yeah, so, Jacob. As big as a great wood shock. A great wood shock. In Soviet <laughs> Russia, great wood shock kill you. I suppose it does in the rest of the world as We're well. Very intercontinental. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm not going to do it all in a South African accent because okay. clearly I'm not. I'm not uh, good at. It. Um, drone footage shows orcas chasing and killing a great white shark. Wow! So scientists have published findings. Uh, this was yesterday. Um, the orcas hunt great white sharks after the marine mammal was captured on camera, killing one of the world's largest sea predators. Badass. Why terrifying. would they go after them? Is it are they being forced to I mean, hunt bigger prey? Clearly, they. Can. I think it's they just, just a dick swinging contest. I, I reckon they've been in the orca pub and someone's gone. You cannot that's kill a great oh white shark. Oh my god, yeah, it's a that's challenge. It. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. One of their mates has gone. I yeah. bet you can't go to that girl and tell you fancy her. Yeah, he lost Watch a bet. Watch this. <laughs> The thing is, uh, as a orca, yeah, uh, who predominantly eats seals, right? Mm. N- notorious Penguins. for not eating orcas. 
Yeah. Why would you then go after a Great White Shark? The cost benefit is not. Orcas are much though. bigger than Great White um, Sharks. I'm not going to lie to you, Jack. That doesn't add up because they yeah. killed four of them. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop correcting. That's amazing. Either Great White Sharks are no scarier than seals or orcas. <laughs> Are hard as nails. I think orcas are nails. fucking hard as nails. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever seen them? You ever seen them batter a seal? They just yep, <laughs> pop it straight into the air. <laughs> and then a seal just goes ping. That exact noise. Yeah, it sla- slaps on a nearby rock, falls back into the ocean. The orcas are sound. That's so good. Mm. Mm. Have you ever seen Kobe. the? Have you seen the malaloo fish before? <laughs> malaloo fish. Have you heard of a malaloo fish before? Is that no. the giant? Like Pacific fish? No, no. They're, they're about this big, right? All oh, right. For context, they're about a foot long. Yeah. Flying fish. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Right. So, sailfish. Yeah. Oh, they're flying. No, they no sailfish is literally just a giant sail. It's right. like a swordfish almost, sailfish. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, no, these, these Malaloo mm. fish, are they, they're incredible. If ever you get to eat one, eat one. I'm just, I don't know if you're all vegetarians or if it's just Jack. No, I don't, I'd eat the shit out of that. Yeah. Yeah. The taste is amazing. Wrecked them first. <laughs> <laughs> we use a straw. <laughs> but yeah, I. <laughs> they can leave the water and yeah. open up what I can only describe as wings. Yeah. Hence the name, flying fish. Pectoral fins, right? Yeah. Are they birds? No, <laughs> they, they are actual fish. They have gills. They have the bone structure of a fish. They're a fish. <laughs> And they can fly for Fuck all, you, Jack. They can fly up to 50 yards. 50 that's yards? Fucking 50 long. yards. How many is that in your opinion? Surely that's downhill. That's Probably like half about, a football pitch. Yeah. No, downhill in the what? ocean. I know, that was 50 yards. Right, okay. <laughs> I was now. waiting for someone to get it. 50 yards is about 37 metres, I think. I might be completely wrong. It might be more to like 45. Is it not being measured jumping from the top of a waterfall? No, How no, many no. is that in silverfish? No, they're in the ocean. <laughs> So in feet, that's well over 600. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a long way. So they, they, come out, they come out of the ocean normally after a wave of something. It's not like big wave. It is like, yeah, like yeah. a four foot wave or something. 35 and they miles come out, an hour. And I don't know mm. if they use like the pressure from against the water to keep themselves elevated or what they do, but somehow they just float across the top of the surface. Normally the bottom of their tail fin will be about two, three inches away from the surface of the water. You know, seeing as we're on flying fish, flying fish have a squid counterpart as well. Sorry, before you get back to your cephalopods, (laughs) why does... (laughs) Creative name. Why does the fish do that? Why does it fly? It escapes predators. Catches birds. (laughs) Catches birds. Catches birds, right, okay. Amazing. Catches orcas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what the flying fish does is it jumps out of the water and then lands. It's like the end of a new hope. And it, yeah. it lands in the orca's blowhole and destroys <laughs> it from the <laughs> inside. Destroys out. the death star. <laughs> and the orca just explodes like the death star. Just destroys the death whale. <laughs> Luke Skywalker destroys the death whale. Luke Flywalker. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Fish flywalker. Two proton <laughs> torpedoes come out of the back of the orca. I can imagine yeah. like the sound of the um, little speed racers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Oh. Yeah. oh, that one got me. I know. <laughs> it's a good image. That, that, that's that good Hi, Jordan. If you enjoyed this episode please leave a review and rate us it really helps the podcast grow and helps us make better content overall 
If you want more episodes, find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All music tracks are provided by Epidemic Sound.